What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to share with you another leaked session today from one of my programs from Burnt Out to Badass. This is a guest expert session where I brought in a friend and past client of mine, Jen Cavanaugh, who is also known as the Womb Witch, and we talk all things cycle syncing and healing our sacred womb space. This episode is going to blow your mind if you've never dug into the different phases of your cycle and how to support your hormones, your lifestyle, your nutrition, and your focus in every single phase. So Jen's going to cover it all for us in a really beautiful, well-rounded way. You're going to learn so much, but this is definitely an episode that you'll want to have your notes app on your phone open or have your journal out and take some notes because there's just so much information. I know you're going to love it. You're going to learn so much. I'm excited to introduce you to Jen and the amazing work that she does in the world. She was inside of my business program, Abundant and Ambitious, and then I decided to bring her into From Burned Out to Badass as a guest expert to teach all of her beautiful womb wisdom because as you guys may know, I'm on my own journey of understanding my hormones and my gut health post pill. So I came off of hormonal birth control about two years ago, but I'm still dealing with some PMS symptoms, breakouts, breast tenderness, painful cramps on the first day of my period, lots of things that are common, but not necessarily normal. Our periods aren't meant to be painful we don't have to go through a lot of the stuff that we tend to just put up with as women because the system has told us, oh, that's just how it is. That's totally normal. You're totally fine. But really, if we start to live in sync with our cycle and we honor the phases of our cycle throughout the month, and maybe some of you do this already by living in accordance with the moon, there's tons of different ways that we can support ourselves as women so that our experience and our entire cycle from start to finish, not just your menstrual cycle, not just the bleed, but the entire 28 to 30 days is a beautiful, sacred experience. So I'm so excited for Jen to dig in and give you all the juicy info. Have your notes app open or your journal out and get ready to take notes. This is a really, really good one. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. I'm going to let Jen go ahead and introduce herself and kind of give us an inside look at her journey and why this is something that she's like really passionate about teaching women. So Go ahead, Jen. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here as well. Hello, everyone from Dublin in Ireland. Um, I'm so excited to be on this call with you all today and just sharing this womb wisdom with you because honestly, it has completely changed my life since I've started working with it. And I promise you that if you take anything from this session today and implement it, it will change yours as well. So uh, with my own journey, I mean... I've been on a journey let's just put it that way but in terms of how cycle syncing has specifically helped it means that I am now living a lot more in line with my body's natural abilities and wants and needs throughout my monthly cycle I'm not going against it all the time I'm much more in a feminine state instead of in a masculine state trying to push through always ignoring what my body actually wants and needs And I've come from working in a corporate world to then working in retail for a couple of years to then now working for myself as an entrepreneur. So I know how to try and do this no matter what industry you're like working in, right? So there's a way to adapt it for wherever you currently are in your life. 
So for me, it's definitely allowed me to come home to my body to really like reconnect with my mind, body and soul. Like your wisdom is such a powerful, potent wisdom holder and none of us are connected in with it properly. We've been living in this masculine world where we've just been told to work, work, work in a masculine schedule, so disconnected from what we should actually be allowing ourselves to do. And my health was really bad a few years ago. And I was on, you know, the pill for like continuous cycles of like three months at a time. Um, so disconnected, just so disconnected. I didn't even know what my cycle was. I had really bad periods my whole life. It was so messed up. So back in like 2016, I came off the pill because it just stopped working for me. I was basically having little bleeds all of the time. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And at this time, I'd also started training as like a nutritional therapist, as a personal trainer. I was on this path of like discovering like the career that I wanted, like how I wanted to be working with people and this holistic health industry and I was like there has to be a better way to do this and I started looking into using your lifestyle and using your diet to really support your your cycle and then later on after that all of the spiritual stuff came in and I'm now on this crazy path of womb healing where honestly I don't know what's going to come up day to day right but that's where we are it's like absolutely magic and honestly like once you start and once you start to see the differences that you can make every single day just by choosing a particular type of food, by actually acknowledging what type of exercise your body wants to do on that day, by acknowledging your levels of energy, like game changer. So I'm really, really excited for you guys to learn more about that today and just to take something home from it. Okay, so taking back your feminine power, right? This is what we're all about. We are in this beautiful uh, space right now in the world as a collective where the divine feminine energy is rising as part of that getting back in touch with your womb space allowing yourself to start to receive that inner wisdom your intuition right reconnecting with that it's so so powerful potent and important for you so we've got to take back your feminine power and you can start really simply with cycle syncing so this is what cycle syncing is to me so it is a deeply personal practice whereby you reconnect with your menstrual cycle, become aware of your cyclical symptoms and patterns of behavior, and address it mind, body, and soul using nutritional, lifestyle, and spiritual practices. Okay, so you will see that written differently everywhere, but this is how it has worked for me and how, like, what it means to me and what it means to the clients that I work with around it. So why is it so important? So when we are not connected with our menstrual cycle, we are literally living in a state of denial, okay? So we're not allowing ourselves to actually experience thoughts, emotions, feelings, and we're disconnected from our self-power and from our self-worth. So all of those times where you might feel unworthy of something um, or where you might be struggling with like a little kind of inner argument that's going on all of the time, that's all like inner child stuff coming up as well. That all comes from the womb space too. So we're, we're looking at the sacral region of the body all of the time, which is, which is the womb space on women. Um, men have like an energetic womb space as well. Um, but that's where we're looking at. So all of your self, self-worth issues, anytime you're not allowing yourself to really step into your power, it's coming back to your connection with your womb space because that is where you're holding the deepest, most wonderful part of yourself that needs to be let loose okay so we are victims to the toxic menstrual cycle behavior so like how often have you been working somewhere or have you been um you know around friends or family members or like even when you first got your period like what was your experience with that how were you told to handle it how were you told to hide it? I mean, were your family open with period products like tampons or pads, or were you told to like hide them away in a drawer, like never to be seen again? You can't let the men in the family know this, see this, right? So like we have to look at all of these different behaviors that we've been so accustomed to and attuned to throughout our whole lives from when we were first even told about our menstruation. And we have to start unraveling them and unlearning them. And we need to be able to speak about this openly. It's like reclaiming the word pussy, right? We're reclaiming this word now because it's had such a negative connotation to it, but it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to have the connotation that it's had. It's actually a really empowering word. 
So it's like we're unlearning everything that we once knew about menstruation and starting to actually work towards empowering ourselves with it. Okay. So obviously, as I have there, we are working from a place of disempowerment. And we're also generally operating from a wounded masculine and feminine state. So that's because we've had to take on board the masculine way of doing things throughout our whole lives, because that's what we've been told we have to do to be successful in any way, shape or form. So how often have you been like, say the week you're, that's coming up to your period and you're so tired and you're so exhausted and you're like, no, 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 I just have to get this done. I have to power through. I have to get it done. You don't give yourself any time for a rest. You don't give yourself any downtime. Any, you don't even give yourself compassion over it because you're like, well, this is just the world I live in, so it's expected of me. But what if it could be different? What if you didn't have to operate that way? You're also completely disconnected with your physical body and what it wants and needs during this time. So we've got to start bringing back the connection and actually honoring it. And that's what cycle thinking is all about in the first instance. So how can you get started? So one of the first things that I always recommend is like downloading a little app. So I love the MyFlow app. And then a lot of people are really fond of the Flow app as well. They're really fantastic um, little tracking tools that you can use. The one thing that I will always say about apps is they are limited because um, they don't track all of the different types of symptoms that you could have. So one thing that I do love and that I try to get my clients to implement as much as they are willing to do that is to create your own little cycle track because you can basically create it to map out the length of your cycle. So that's another thing that we should briefly discuss. We're often told that like the 28 day cycle is like the norm. It's where we should all be aiming for. Everybody is so different and so unique. And from working in this industry now for like a number of years, seeing different clients, I specialized in women's health when I came out of nutritional therapy. I have seen women who have had everything from like a 24 day cycle up to like a 50 day cycle. Okay. And that's not just people who are approaching menopause. That's like women from all ages of their life. And it's impacted by so many different things. So we have to be aware that there is no one size fits all. So yes, a longer cycle or a shorter cycle could potentially be pointing to certain symptoms of different disorders or diseases in the body but that's not necessarily always the case it can just be for some people that they have a longer or shorter cycle so let's take out the kind of one size fits all approach here 28 days is not what you're aiming for it's just a natural 28 day progression and it goes with the moon cycle that's where the 28 days originally came from okay and that's the next thing is get more knowledgeable about the moon phases. We're so in sync with the moon. That's where our cycle comes in with it. And depending on what you're doing, like whether you're bleeding on the new moon or bleeding on the full moon or on either side of it, it can tell you a lot about what's going on in your life as well. But honestly, it's such a difference when you start to see how you're feeling as well in line with the moon. It can really help you understand your emotions, right? Your thoughts and your feelings and all of the different things that are going on in your body. So definitely something that you want to just get on board with a little bit if you can. So what I would say is when you're tracking, try and track all of the different symptoms that come up for you and especially um, your feelings and emotions. And I'm going to talk through it when we go through the phases of the cycle now in a minute, but different things can come up that like the apps don't necessarily take into consideration, like um, that people are really embarrassed to talk about. So certain types of discharge or um, so like whether or not you get itchiness or dryness or discomfort in the vaginal area, like this is all stuff that we that we need to talk about. And it's been so like, you know put under this like umbrella of things you do never like that you never discuss right it's embarrassing you don't talk about it like we've got to remove that shame around it okay because everybody's actually experiencing it and then if we all knew that each other was experiencing it we'd feel a lot better about it right so understanding the four stages of your cycles and how the hormones fluctuate in those so once you can understand more about how the hormones fluctuate you can get to understand what actually helps support each of those individual hormones during that stage of your cycle and then looking at incorporating the nutritional and lifestyle changes that go alongside that so ultimately what you're aiming to do is learning how to work with your hormones your body and your womb space and that is going to improve all areas of your life because everything everything that you do is tied into your cycle whether you realize it or not how you're feeling on a particular day 
that's all down to like how your hormones are fluctuating right now obviously external factors can influence it but if you're in your spring or your summer phase and something like not so nice happens and it might usually bring you down you're not going to feel it as heavily as you're going to feel it when you're coming up to your menstruation phase when you've also got all of the emotions because of your hormones fluctuating so once you start to actually get really in tune with them and in tune with your body you're going to understand so much more why you're acting in a certain way as well so all of your behavioral patterns will become a lot clearer okay so let's have a little look at the womb cycle so I love calling this the seasons rather than the actual like scientific names for them because who needs science right let's go with the spiritual stuff <laughs> so we're looking at spring summer autumn and winter so again depending on the length of your cycle this is going to be different for every single person so the days that I have down there so seven to ten or three to five whatever that's like a rough estimate okay so the spring is your follicular phase so generally that can tend to be anywhere from seven to ten days this is where your eggs are maturing and ready one is getting ready for a release basically and at this point as well towards the end of those seven to ten days um your womb space lining will start to thicken a little bit too so you um we'll have a little look at the hormones that are coming in over that time now in a second um but that's generally what's going on in that phase it's like your body's getting ready to produce an egg and send it out for fertilization by sperm obviously that's what it's hoping for right your summer then is your ovulation phase. So the egg has been released and it's traveling down. And this is the part where you are randy because all you want to do is basically get with whoever is around you as much as humanly possible because you are horny, right? You want to procreate and your body is going to make you want to do these things, whether you're on board with it or not. That's what we got to put up with as a woman. So during this time, this is when you can expect to be you know, eyeing up the men around you, even if it's somebody who's not usually your type, sometimes we're like really attracted to the pheromones of people, right? So it's almost like we're literally just randy little dogs going around the place looking for a new butt to sniff. Like that's literally what we're doing during this phase, right? So this is your summertime. So um, this is where you're going to get the most kind of uh, fluctuations of hormones. And it's also where we really need to like look after the body the most as well, because everything that happens during this phase is massively going to impact later in your cycle. And again, I'll explain that a little bit more in a minute when we're on to the next slides. So in the autumn phase, then everything starts to kind of come down. Now, the autumn phase is your longest phase, your luteal phase. So during kind of the first half of this, you'll still have a little bit of energy um, and you might still want to be like sociable and stuff. But definitely towards the second half, this is where you'll start to notice that your energy is like coming down. Right. And you might be a little bit more introspective, a little bit more introverted and not as keen to like you know be doing as much as you usually would but it also has like its other benefits um and then you're going into your winter which is your menstruation phase um so again this is so different person to person I mean I I am envious of the people who get the two to three day period like I am envious of you um because it mine has never been that short but it really does depend on the person and again it can be longer than that too so then the only other thing just to mention there is when you reach menopause stage we call that the eternal winter and that sounds like a really dark thing but you never lose your room space you never use lose the energy of it so when we're talking on a spiritual level it doesn't matter what point in your life you actually start to do this healing you can still track your cycle because you do it by the moon so you just take it that you would be having a bleed at the full moon and you continue that throughout your cycle right so you're still tracking how you're feeling because nobody loses it I mean even people who have had hysterectomies they will still have the energy space of the womb cycle they will still naturally have the kind of ebbs and flows of things going on so it's definitely something just to keep in mind or you know as you start to do this work for yourself what I find really interesting then is say looking at my mom um, or my aunts and things like that who are in menopause stage or have gone through a menopause stage and seeing that how that's affected them so you can really start to notice the ebbs and flows in other people around you too okay so let's look a little bit more at spring so the hormones in this stage so they're generally low at the start right because you're coming out of menstruation so in menstruation all of your hormone levels are at their lowest concentration in the body so your follicle stimulating hormone or FSH is how you'll normally hear it said um, is on the rise because it's preparing that egg for maturation. OK, and release. 
So in terms of nutrition, your hunger levels generally in your springtime are quite low. You're not overly hungry. I know for me, like I'm usually on maybe two meals a day, unless I'm working out, I might still try and get the three meals in, but I'm generally not that hungry. I'm okay with lighter food. So you might be looking at soups, salads, smoothies, juices. You're just getting a lot of nutrients in again because you've lost a lot during your menstrual phase. So you're just trying to build those back up. So keeping things nice and light. Here is a great time to include your fermented foods. So throughout your cycle, the other thing that you need to be really aware of is that the pH balance in your vagina can change massively, okay? So different things, whether it's sexual intercourse, whether you're using tampons or whether you are using um, a menstrual cup or different things like that as you actually have your period, they can all upset the pH balance of your vagina. Even the foods that you eat can upset the pH balance of your vagina. So if you eat a lot of sugar in your luteal phase, then in your menstruation phase, you can have more of an imbalance going on there. So what that actually causes then is an imbalance in your bacteria in your vagina. So you've probably all heard of probiotics that you would take for your gut, right? Yeah. So what happens is it's kind of the same thing for your vagina. So there's certain strains that yes, you would find in your gut, but you'll also find them in your vagina as well. So imbalances and that can obviously cause like bacterial vaginosis. It can also cause uh, candida overgrowth as well. So your yeast infections. So if you get any symptoms like that, and there, it can be quite common between your ovulation phase and your luteal phase for something like that to happen. Um, one of the best things that you can actually do, and this is like, it's really random. It sounds really random, but you can do two things. One, you can use some natural yogurt on like a tampon and you can pop it inside you. I'm not a huge tampon fan. So for me, I actually use um, a probiotic. So a really good probiotic. I'm pretty sure you guys would all have Udo's Choice over there. Um, I should think they should be worldwide. They're super eights. It's a probiotic capsule. It has eight different strains in it, but it contains the ones that you need for the vagina as well. And you just pop it up there overnight. And what it does is it dissolves and actually spreads out the bacteria to the vagina. And then it usually um, offsets the, the pH and the bacterial imbalance. So it means that you don't have to go to the extent of getting, you know, the kind of suppositories and the different creams and stuff like that. It generally sorts itself out. So that's been one of the biggest things that I've noticed clinically over the past number of years. And it's really, really worked for a lot of people. So anytime you feel that kind of itchiness or discomfort, maybe pain upon urination, if it's not linked to a urinary tract infection, obviously two very different things. Sometimes it's just a little burning when you pee. Um, then try, try a probiotic and see how you get on with that. Okay. So when we're trying to offset that, then in the springtime, it's really nice to introduce your fermented foods. So you're thinking about like kimchi, kombucha, all those kind of, um, fermented products that you can now buy in your like health stores and different departments and things like that. Um, really great to include little bits of that on this week. It's just going to help the gut to rebalance, um, and also the vagina as well after your menstruation fresh veg and fruit and fruit and then keeping your carbs lighter so you're looking at quinoa and buckwheat and things like that rather than your heavier denser carbohydrates and um, you probably won't really want things like bread and that kind of thing too much during this phase that's quite dense and heavy for your system okay so lifestyle then your energy levels are higher and um, so cardio and strength training in terms of exercise you're starting to say yes again to more social gatherings. You've got a little bit more energy for people. You want to see them. You've been in hibernation, right? You've been in your winter. So you're like, yeah, I actually want to see people again. And then in terms of sexual intercourse, one of the main things to focus on is sexual arousal. Um, so a lot of sensuality, a lot of building up because you're going to be a little bit drier. So you need more motivation, right? So you've got to get the juices flowing. Otherwise it can hurt and you don't want that. You're just causing more trauma to your, to your vagina. So we definitely don't want that to happen. So that's even if you're just playing for yourself as well. So not necessarily just if you're with someone like for self play too, you might use lubrication or you might just really work on like learning how to build yourself up to that point. And that can be a lot of fun too. And I know, cause I'm single, so sharing. Um, okay. So focus. So creativity is higher. Um, so this is what you want to be doing during this phase. So planning mode is on. So all of the different things that you want to get done, you want to be in planning mode during this phase. And this is a great time also to set intentions for all areas of your life. And also 
to work on releasing those limiting beliefs. So all those things that are holding you back, because think about springtime. What does it kind of bring up in you when you think about the actual season itself? You're excited, right? You're starting to like get going a little bit. You're like, there's warmer days to come. There's lovely sunshine around the corner. It's the same internally as well. So because your hormones are starting to rise again, you're not flatlined anymore. You've actually got a little bit more energy. So you're like, oh yeah, okay. And then you can start to reprogram those limiting beliefs. It's the perfect time to do that, okay? So you're like in your summer phase, you're just more about like external things. This is still a little bit internal. Perfect time to get that done. Okay, so summertime. So this can be anywhere for three to five days. Mine is a little bit longer. I generally tend to go anywhere up to seven days um, with my summer. So again, as I said, this is only a guideline. Really take it for like your own cycle, okay? So during this phase, all of your hormones are rising. So you've got luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormones. So both of those are involved, obviously, in the maturation of the egg and then the release of the egg. That's what they're there for. And then your estrogen is, is rising. So that helps to thicken the lining of the uterus. And then your testosterone is rising. And that's what makes you randy, okay? That one, That's what gets you horny and gets you wanting to get out there and get impregnated and be with all the boys, right? Um, so this is what we are talking about here and what we want to look at with nutrition here as I said earlier this is probably the most important when it comes to your diet because what you do here is going to impact the rest of your cycle so a lot of you may have heard of like an estrogen progesterone imbalance or maybe you haven't (laughs) but a lot of women have this okay and what happens is that your body isn't able to um actually get rid of excess estrogen and then your progesterone is out of whack as well and it can lead to all sorts of kind of you know pms symptoms like pms isn't actually natural it's not normal to get pms we've made it normal because it's part of that sort of toxic culture that we live in where it's like oh it's so normal to be laid up for days on your period it's actually really not and especially not in the lead up to it either um, and as you start to do this work and you see your symptoms lessen, you'll you'll get to understand that. Um, so we really want to work on balancing the, um, the estrogen levels in the body. And that one of the hardest parts about that is that we live in, in an environment where there's so many things called um, xenoestrogens. So it's basically things, whether it's in food, plastics or different materials that are around us that we absorb in through our skin as well. They act as estrogen mimickers in our body. So the reason why that can be so harmful is because your body's like, oh, I've actually already got enough estrogen. I don't need to produce anymore or I've got too much. I need to send this away. But it's not actually it's not actually estrogen. So then your progesterone levels can get too high. Right. So there's all of these different factors that we've got to take into consideration. And it's honestly one of the leading reasons why there's so many more cases of infertility or fertility issues in men and women these days. So very like something just to really be aware of, okay, is all those different things in your environment. So how can we counteract that? Obviously, be careful about the materials that you're using, first and foremost, um, and also like where your food comes from, what it's been sprayed with, all that kind of thing. Um, Your hunger levels tend to be quite like leveled, like they're not too high, they're not too low. You might just need a little bit of extra support because you're so much you're so much more active during this period. You've got so much more energy to support, but let your intuition guide you on that. So really bring in your kind of um, intuitive eating here. So go with what your body's requiring on each day. So how do we support the estrogen progesterone? We eat high fiber foods. So what we want here is um, lightning fast, well able to help us, well able to support us digestive system. We also need to make sure that the liver is working on top form as well, right? So the liver's job with regards to um, hormones is to detoxify them. So everybody thinks that's like a bad word. It's not. That is literally what the liver does for hormones. So when um, the hormones reach the liver, basically, it needs to detoxify them because they are actually treated like little chemicals in the body, like toxins, right? So it needs to detoxify them and then it needs to excrete the part of the hormone that's not going to be reused again in the body. And that stops then estrogen from getting too high or progesterone from getting too high. If our digestive system is not working properly or it's slow or sluggish, our liver gets backed up as well. And we need to be operating in top form. So that means loads of water, 
right? And high fiber foods. So you want things like oats, you want your milled seeds. So I always say milled because otherwise, if you eat the full seeds, they can actually make you quite bloated. So I'm talking about the likes of your chia and your flax here or linseed, whatever way you get it. Um, lots of cruciferous vegetables. So cruciferous vegetables contain, um, they contain two different compounds, uh, I3C, so indole-3-carbonyl, um and then the other one's just going to go out of my head now but there's another compound that it contains as well and basically both of those help with putting the liver into stage two detoxification which is where you want it for when it's working with hormones okay that is it working at its most crucial and viable state so cruciferous veg is like your broccoli cauliflower all of those kind of chunkier greens like um, asparagus all of that kind of stuff so get as much of that into you as you can during this phase lots of fruit and keep your carbs lighter still right so still focus on that kind of apart from oats introducing oats work on the quinoa and the buckwheat and that kind of thing sweet potato right um so for your lifestyle so energy levels are super high right this is your summer you are out and proud um optimal for doing exercises like hit keep up your strength training as well you've got the the capacity to really push yourself here um it's a hell yes to social gatherings this is where you are at your most social this is where you want to be the social butterfly so as you're looking to your month ahead and different things are coming up schedule as much as you can for this phase of your cycle because you're going to have the energy for it and you're actually going to want to do it as well um, with regards to sexual intercourse, you are wet and ready. Okay, so your lubrication is at its highest point. If you're not on the pill and you have your cycle, what you'll notice throughout the month is that you'll start to understand um, the different types of discharge that you can have. So during your follicular phase, there isn't really much at all. During your ovulation phase, you can often get this kind of like gooey liquid and it's cervical fluid that's been released. Okay, so that's actually all part of kind of the impregnation cycle um of the womb but it's completely normal and it's usually kind of sticky and can like be stringy even there's nothing wrong with this at all right it's very very normal so I used to get people coming into the shop to me I worked in um and managed a health store and they'd be like freaking out being like what the hell is this um it's completely normal so don't panic if you do come off the pill or you're still working on that right now or you get it and you've always wondered what the hell it is it's normal um so this is a perfect time to you know have your kind of quickies um not needing that massive build up um so get a bit raunchy and even if it's just for yourself again you know explore play bring in toys do whatever it is that you want to do um really really great time to to get that done okay so focus then is collaboration so especially for like work projects and things like that um or if it's friendships different things like that collaborate with people um so present communicate and sell right? This is the perfect time to do those things. So again, if you're looking at your, at your month ahead for work and you've got to do these different things, you start programming in where you can in advance the things that need to come up like this to get them done in this particular time, right? Obviously, it's not always viable that you can do that, but you do it as much as you can and that's going to support your energy levels so much more. Um, and then this is all about your manifestation power, right? So what are you calling into the world? Because this is at the time where your energy is highest as well. So you're vibrationally, you're going to be up there with the universe. You're going to be like, hell fucking yeah, I can get anything that I want. So this is where you really work on that manifestation. So you've already figured out in your springtime what it is that you want. Now you're calling it in, right? And the womb is a portal of manifestation. It's a portal of birth and creation. So this is where you really harness that power okay your autumn so 10 to 14 days this is the longest phase of your cycle as I said earlier you've kind of got two phases to it so the first half you're still kind of in that higher energy you can still get a lot of stuff done you still want to be a bit sociable and then the second half you're really coming out of that so your hormones all peak during this stage so your estrogen testosterone and progesterone so they all peak and then they drop Okay. So it's kind of like, and you'll really notice it when they drop because a lot of people um, tend to have a little like energy blip the day that it drops. Um, so when you really get into tune with your cycle, I mean, I can tell you without ever looking at a nap now, exactly what stage of my cycle I am in. I can tell you the days that I'm switching over between my ovulation phase and my luteal phase. That is how like in tune you can actually become with your body because you get to know the symptoms and the patterns of behavior that happen during that time. 
So for nutrition, your hunger levels are going to skyrocket. And this is because during this phase, as your energy levels begin to drop, what's your body naturally going to going to crave? Carbohydrates for sugar, right? Um, so massive sugar cravings and water retention. Now, I will say as you do this work and you kind of regulate your, your eating throughout the month to support the cycle, you won't get as high sugar cravings. It might just come in kind of the week, that, that those few days leading up to menstruation. So again, you keep up the high fiber foods, you're still detoxifying those hormones, you still got to work with that. So as before, right? Um, leafy greens. So here we want to look at supporting all of the different nutrients that are going to need to be replenished pretty quickly during your menstruation phase, but also the different things that are going to help you in this last phase as well. So lots of leafy greens for magnesium, root veggies as well. Um, and like maybe roast them, different things like that. You're going to be craving kind of denser meals. So more hearty meals and um, sweet fruit for those sugar cravings, dark chocolate, there's magnesium in dark chocolate. So good quality dark chocolate, you're thinking like 75% or more. And then lots of extra water again for that water retention. A lot of people think you don't drink water when you're retaining water, but actually you do. So you, if you're retaining water, your liver isn't functioning well enough, right? Your kidneys then are affected as well. So you actually want to be drinking more water to keep flushing everything out. Um, and then herbal teas are fantastic during this stage too. I love like the Dr. Stewart's liver tea um, or also, and they have a lovely detox tea as well. All of the, the things in there really help to support that. I don't, do you guys have puka? in the states yeah so they have some really nice um some really nice teas as well um i'm trying to like even their peace tea is fab for this time if you're struggling with digestion their relaxed tea is actually really good for digestion most people wouldn't go for that but it's got marshmallow root in there so it's really amazing for it so anything that's kind of struggling at this time you very much can help herbally right um so they're lovely little things to bring in and if you need a higher dosage all you do is literally double up on the tea bags so just use a higher amount of tea bags and you'll get more of a dosage of the herbs lifestyle your energy levels are high then they get lower in the second half hit strength at the start and then you start to bring it down to kind of more relaxed things like your pilates or your yoga or you might just be going for walks but this is a guide again go with what your body's able for i'm still able to continue strength training throughout my cycle but i just might have to change the time of the day that i do it at so that i know that i'm well fed in the mornings so that my energy levels are high and then i can maybe go around lunchtime and then i can eat after that to replenish again that's how you kind of have to start working it. You're going with how you feel your body works, right? Giving yourself, most importantly, a break when you need it. Um, reducing your social gatherings. So taking down that time with other people, you're going to need more rest, more recuperation time. And then again, going back to that sensual arousal being key, um, you're going to be drier during this phase. And also, um, a lot of women will find that they, they find it harder to climax. So you'll just need a little bit of extra stimulation. So maybe that's from an external source, like um, a toy or something, or maybe you just learn how to play yourself with lubrication, different things like that. But it's something definitely that if you do have a partner, it's worthwhile kind of exploring and seeing what ways um, you can really build that and also just have a little bit of fun with it too. So then focus, it's on completion. So this is a great time to get all of your different like projects and things done and get your to-do list done, right? So this is the perfect time. You're so like, it will annoy you. It annoys me when things are out of place during this time. I'm like, no, I have to have this in a certain way. Um, and it's a really, really great time to get a lot of work done. So if you are too like flighty, like I find myself quite flighty during summer and I'm like, I cannot focus on the task at hand, like say in a work situation, try and see if you can schedule more of that stuff for this week or these two weeks, because you're going to have the energy for it and you're going to have the mental capacity for it a lot more. Um, so organizing your life, figuring out what's working and what's not working. And here is a really great time as well to like start setting your boundaries and speaking your truth because you're in a calmer phase. You're in, you're starting to go a little bit more introverted, a little bit more introspective, and you're kind of feeling more into what's right for you. So this is a really great time to start practicing that. And finally, our winter phase. So hormones here, lowest level of all hormones. But what this actually allows you to do, and again, if we take a step back and just look at it from a spiritual perspective here, 
it gives you this beautiful space. So you think about what it's like for your body not to have to be dealing with all of these hormones raging all over the place all the time. There's suddenly this like clarity, this kind of level of peace. It's like calmness internally. And that also gives you calmness to be able to think and focus and feel, right? So coming down into that intuition, coming down into the feeling part of it, reconnecting with the womb space. Like periods back in the day, by our ancestors were absolutely revered. Like women were treated like royalty when they had their bleed because they were so in touch with nature. They were so in touch with the elements. They were so in touch with their wisdom. And this was just completely forgotten about as the more masculine structure came in over the years. And we were basically told to hide all of that. So actually during this phase is when you can get the most clarity on everything that you could want to get clarity on. It's the perfect time to do this. Um, so nutrition wise, your hunger levels will be higher at the start as you move into menstruation and then they're going to drop pretty quickly. Again, can differ for everyone. What you're aiming to support here, iron levels, zinc and magnesium. So magnesium in general, not bioavailable in food anymore, which basically just means that the food that we're eating doesn't contain adequate levels of magnesium. Honestly, as a woman, every single one of us should be supplementing with magnesium. Okay, and I'll talk to you a little bit about supplements in a second. Um, iron and zinc, you leach during your, your period. I mean, most of us know about iron. Most of us don't know about zinc. Zinc is also chronically low in people right now. Again, it's really struggling with be, being bioavailable in our food. So a lot of people having to supplement. I'm chronically low in zinc. One really easy way to tell is um, if you get any of those little white marks on your nails. So in, I know in Ireland, we were raised to think that that was calcium deficiency. It's not, it's actually zinc deficiency. Um, so that's one really easy way to tell. The other is if you get a lot of acid reflux, um, you're probably quite low on zinc because zinc is needed to produce your stomach acid. So you'll know if you're kind of getting that um, regurgitation. All right. So something that you can look at again, supplementing. And then your iron, um, if you don't eat meat, so you have two forms of iron. So you have your um, ferrous iron and you have your non-ferrous iron or your heme iron and your non-heme iron. Um, your heme iron, you can only get from meat. So if you're a vegetarian or vegan, you're not going to get it from plant-based sources. So anybody that tells you you can is wrong. And this is the one that really actually supports the body the most, especially during menstruation. So I don't eat a lot of meat, but at like once a month, every single month on my period, I will have a high quality organic grass-fed steak because honestly, the energy levels that I have from that are just insane they are incredible and it completely restores the iron that I have lost so it's one kind of exception to the rule that I really make every single month um, and if somebody's willing to do it I would advise them to do the same otherwise you're looking at non-heme sources which are fine but you're not going to get the same energy levels or, or quality of iron from them your body can't use it in the same way so it's something to be really aware of so include your high fiber foods. High fiber is basically important throughout the whole cycle, right? Um, here, it's usually because um, I don't know if any, like it, it's different again for every single woman, but your um, bowel habits can massively change in the lead up to menstruation and then through menstruation. So to make sure that you don't become constipated, you want to make sure that you still have high fiber foods going through the diet. Okay. Um, extra protein. So again, we're looking to replenish those stores. So if you eat meat, fantastic. Um, stay away from chicken as much as humanly possible. Like, I mean, I think we all know the horror stories about chicken now at this stage, but they are ingest, they're actually injected with so much estrogen you're taking an extra. So that's another form that you really shouldn't be taking into the body. So where possible, um, if you can eat like turkey or um, try and use vegan or vegetarian sources of protein instead, it's really, really good. Um, obviously, if you can get organic chicken, fantastic. It's few and far between here in Ireland. And when you do, it's extremely expensive. So um, definitely looking at turkey is a more viable option. Um, then you want your leafy greens. Again, you're still working on keeping that magnesium coming in where possible. You're not really absorbing it, but where you can. Um, healthy fats. So thinking the likes of your avocados, your feta cheese, your halloumi, um, all of those different kind of sources of healthy fats that you can bring in. And then heartier meals. So this is where you're going to want your comfort food. So it's your winter. So what do you want in winter? You want your soups, you want your stews, you want different things like that. So focusing in on giving your body what it's craving. Um, so your lifestyle. Um, so here, yeah, your energy levels are lower when you get your period and then they're going to shoot up. Um, so rest, 
lots and lots of rest give yourself the afternoon naps like I love a good afternoon nap love it set your phone even for like 40 minutes it doesn't have to be any longer than that and get your little nap and you'll feel so much better afterwards and then you'll start moving back up into like your pilates your yoga your walks time in nature like nature is so good for you throughout the whole cycle but particularly like during menstruation because you're trying to like re-energize right so having your feet out on the ground in nature like really beautiful way to do that if you want to have sex during this time, just make sure that you do use extra lubrication because you are actually quite dry. Um, so definitely go with how you're feeling on that. And then with regards to your focus, it's a time of reflection. So that real introspection, right? So you're coming inwards, you're reflecting on everything in life. So internal and external. So how are you doing? How are you doing in life? What's going on for you? What do you want to work on? Um, contemplate, analyze um, and make decisions that are led by your intuition as I've already said you have this right and left brain hemisphere like complete cohesion during this phase because there's nothing else going on so it's the perfect time to actually make decisions right and stick with them and then refocus so what do you do after that okay start now so start small and just start. Don't think you have to have everything perfect. Don't think you have to go out and do a big shop beforehand. Literally start with tracking your cycle. That is what's going to give you the most in-depth analysis of where you're currently at. And we all know that we cannot know where we're going or what we're doing until we know where we're currently at. So that's the most important task for you right now if you want to do this. Um, take time each week. I do it every day, <laughs> but that's a practice that I built up to. So what I would say is take time each week for now to really sit in a place of embodiment of the power of the womb space. So that is like sitting down, hands on the womb space, just closing the eyes. I'm going to show you how to do this. I'm going to guide you through a little thing now in a minute and just connect with her and listen and, and feel and speak and allow yourself to just be heard. Um, a lot of inner child work can come in here as well. So especially if you're triggered by something and you're feeling very vulnerable and raw, it's a lovely time to kind of sit down and go within to the womb space and see what's going on there. Okay, check in with the inner child to see what's coming up for you. Why have you been triggered? What has this brought up? How can you move past this? How can you reparent yourself on this? Right. So that's kind of another thing that you can do alongside the womb healing. But they're both very, very connected and very, very interlinked. So once you've started to explore these basic principles, so this is like your gate, it's like the gateway drug to womb healing, right? So this is like the easiest way to kind of bring yourself into alignment more with your womb space and understanding it and moving through it um, and looking after it, looking like self-care. This is a huge, huge part of self-care, right? Probably the biggest thing that you can do for yourself. Um, then you can start to explore the kind of wider concept of womb healing. So as I mentioned already, the womb space in all women and the womb, the energetic womb space that's in men, so that sacral area, it is the center of all creation, right? So we birth life, whether it's a human or whether it's a project or whatever it is that's coming through us, we're birthing these creations all of the time. Um, so when we're not connected to it, as we said already, it's like, it's a huge disconnection from our power, right? And the other thing that happens with the womb space as well is that it actually carries an awful lot of trauma. So whether it's ours from this lifetime or previous lifetimes or whether it's generationally. So from our ancestors in this lifetime or ancestors that have come down to us through the ages, we carry a lot of that trauma. So, I mean, science can back this up now. It shows how um, trauma is carried in the body anyway from different things that happens throughout your life. And it's it's now kind of the root cause of a lot of different illnesses and diseases that go on in the body. Um, so we have to start to work through that. And as, and as people start to heal from their traumas, then they notice huge improvements physically too. The womb space is no different. The other thing that can come in with that as well is like we store the energy of every single sexual partner even people that we've just kissed, we store their energy in our bodies because we're actually allowing them into our space, right? So as women, we have our womb space and we have our heart arc space, which is just out here in front of our body. We're letting people into that space when we let them into our personal space. So um, our sensual, our sexual spaces, and we're storing their energy because they are giving us energy as they do that so we've got to start clearing that out in order to begin to heal and then also so that we can start actually allowing ourselves to feel 
right? So we're so disconnected from feeling. So even though we might get an orgasm, even though we might feel pleasure, how deeply connected are you with that pleasure, right? Is it a very surface level pleasure or are you actually really feeling it in the body? Are you really feeling it in the mind? You're really feeling it in the soul. Does it bring emotion with it? Most of the time, if you're really, really deeply feeling, it will. So we've got to start reconnecting to this and we have to start clearing out that old energy to be able to do it. So womb healing goes on and on and on. There's so many, so many layers to it. But this is the first place to start because we've got to work with whatever we have in terms of like the the easiest part that starts it, right? It's so hard to do all of this sometimes and it can feel very overwhelming to do all of this whilst you're working full time for other people in different kind of industries, You've got to work with what you can do. So as I said, as we were going through, you start to look at your month ahead. First, you track your cycle. You understand what your cycle looks like, what points of the month different things happen for you, how you're feeling throughout different parts of the month, what your energy levels are. Then you look at your job and you're like, okay, how can I somehow incorporate this in? Where can I make changes to allow myself the rest when I really need it? right? Now, everybody can't just take a day off every time they get their period. That's not what I'm saying. But what you can do is maybe schedule things, especially like big meetings or, you know, um, if you have to interact with a lot of people, um, try and do that on a different day. Try and allow this to be an easier day for you. It's such a good time for paperwork or admin tasks that, you know, it's a really nice time to schedule those things instead. And it allows you that space to be a little bit more introspective so it's something to definitely think about and take on board okay all right that's going to be it for today's episode thank you guys so much for tuning in don't forget to go give jen a follow on instagram we will have her account linked below and also if you're feeling super lovey-dovey generous beautiful (laughs) go over to spotify or apple and leave us a five-star rating and a review we so appreciate it if you loved this episode and you learned a lot i would also super appreciate your feedback so if you want to send Jen a DM or shoot me a DM and let me know how you felt about this episode if you learned anything or just take a screenshot of the episode right now share it to your stories and tag us so that we can see that you loved it and what your major takeaways were all right you guys have a beautiful week I will see you next time bye